0: This is the Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and founder and CEO of several companies. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall.
1: Welcome into the Michael Wall Show. we got a great show lined up for you today. If you are in... Uh, sales. If you're in business and you want to promote your product or get it to more folks that exist out there today, you've dialed into the right show. I, I think you know. I think about it, uh, Zig Ziglar used to talk about regardless of what you do in life, we're all in sales, right? I mean, I mean, you could be married, you could have children, and especially in particular when you have children, you want to be in a situation where you're selling them an, an idea of why they should do the right thing versus the wrong thing. You don't have to take too long for children to do the wrong thing. And so Uh, that whole idea of really honing your skills when you really have a product that adds value to the world. So we got a great guest on today. Michael Michael Wolf is his name. He's the head of the U.S. sales for DeLonghi America, and he's been in the game for over 25 years. is a big brand. If you're not familiar with them, you may want to check them out. DeLonghi, he's spelled D-E-L-O-N-G-H-I, and they have a variety of different products, uh, that you probably use in your home each and every day. But before we jump into that, as always, I want to give a shout-out to the sponsors of the show, which is Wall Companies, Wall Private Wealth, Wall Wealth Management, Wall uh, Lehman Consulting, and all of those three companies are designed to help families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth throughout the country. So if you have questions there, feel free to visit com. All right, so uh, we're going to jump in with Michael here. And by the way, if you've listened to the show in the past and you have not taken a minute to just give us a quick rating, we would love your rating. We'd love a four or five-star rating. Five-star, I've obviously is preferable <laughs> and six-star if you can, but you know, five-star rating is great. And then just a comment, hey, love the show or love to hear more about this. Or you know, I listened to this show and it really connected with me. You know, There was a show that we did uh, a little bit ago talking about failure as your friend. That's really, really important. And in sales, you don't always have wins. So it's important to be in a place where you uh, know how to navigate the losses in life as well. So we wanted to bring Michael on, not because he's had losses, because they had a very successful career with the DeLonghi Group, and he's helped promote them. I actually met Michael a little setup. I met him at uh, an airport when he was doing some work with QVC, promoting uh, one of their products that they had available. And so we had a great conversation. I said, you know, I want to have Michael on the show because not only is he a good guy, but he's got a lot of tenure in the industry. He's been very successful and he's heading up a very, very large company as far as U.S. sales in America. So, Michael, thanks so much for joining us on the show today.
0: Sure. Well, first, uh, thanks for inviting me on your show. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, DeLonghi is a, a premium uh, small appliance manufacturer, uh, a worldwide uh, manufacturer based out of uh, Treviso, Italy. And uh, we, have, we have several brands, and we uh, really basically sell to almost every uh, uh, major retailer in the U.S., uh, we've got brands. Uh, the first brand is uh, DeLonghi, and uh, we're mostly known for our uh, Espresso uh, product line. We make machines from about $99 up to about $3,500. You know, we have got worldwide market share, number one market share in the U.S., and okay. uh, that's been a real strong business for us. And then we've got a couple other brands. We have uh, Braun, which is another uh, houseware brand, uh, owned um, half of it's owned by uh, Procter Gamble, so they're personal savers. And then on the DeLonghi side, uh, we own uh, – or the Braun side, we own um, – the, the mixers and um, coffee makers and things that you'll see in, 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 in various stores. And then we've got uh, another line called Kenwood, which is more of a European brand, uh, similar mm-hmm. to like a Cuisinart over in mm-hmm. Europe. And then we have a very strong partnership with Nespresso, which is owned by Nestle. And uh, we manufacture their machines that go with their premium coffee uh, capsules. And again, that's sold uh, in a wide range of uh, our retail stores uh, throughout the U.S.
1: So if someone drinks coffee or cappuccino or espresso, they've probably heard of your brand. <laughs> that's the point, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're,
0: uh, they're probably making it uh, in a, in a DeLonghi uh, espresso machine somewhere. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, so tell me this. You know, yep. over the years, one of the things that we talked about when we were at the airport is uh, a little bit of how life has changed, business has changed. You know, the internet's changed. You got the Amazon today, which is the big... You know, Goliath, so to speak, and uh, changed a lot with retail. And I, I was intrigued. You know, you were in a place where we met there. Where you guys are doing some stuff, I think, with QVC and HSN, and you had talked about sure. how you guys are really doing a good job of staying in front of the shift and change and how people buy, how consumers buy today. And tell us a little bit about how you've seen that shift and change affect your brand. Sure. Yeah, it's
0: been, a, it's been a, a dramatic change. I mean, I've, I've been uh, in business selling uh, technology and, and other products for, for quite a long time, and I'm always amazed how, how a, a new technology can you know, disrupt a, uh, a company or, or, or an industry. Mm, yeah, but what I'm exactly. more surprised is how, how um, companies tend to not see the curve. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, when you talk about, you know, like Amazon, the, the, the behemoth, it was no surprise that they've been building infrastructure for the last 10 years and not taking yep. profit while they're doing it as they build out this infrastructure. And all the other retailers were kind of just sitting back and saying, you oh, know, I want to kind of stick to my plan. And yeah. now here we are, uh, where Amazon and others are taking, you know, a significant share. When you think about Amazon, just even going back to, say, 2006 – you yeah, know, they were doing about $10 billion in revenue and their market cap was probably about $17 billion. And then 12 mm-hmm. years later, they're doing $177 billion, yeah. you know, 30% growth every year. And yep. they've got a market cap now of $700 billion. Yeah, And then you look at a guy like a Walmart, uh, back in 2006, they were, you know, the largest, you know, right. retailer out there with a market cap of about $214 billion. 12 years later, they're only about $255 billion. Isn't that so amazing? Here's, here's where it's it's just unbelievable how like you know uh, yeah. a company comes in and sees a trend and builds its infrastructure and, and just steals that share, and and that's happening across all the different retailers. Traditional retail is having a tough time in terms of just getting uh, floor traffic, people come in and see their store. You know, we've had a, a tough time with a lot of stores. You see uh, out in the marketplace, you know, Macy's, J.C. uh iconic brands like Toys R Us, you know, closing their doors. Or yep. closing their stores are struggling and you know yeah. if they would have kind of been a little proactive even five years ago they could have you know caught up but now now they're forced to do it they're, they're forced so to close per,
1: stores it almost reminds me Mike of the whole idea you know if you're riding a motorcycle you know you never look directly down at the ground if you're going around a curve you obviously look in front of you so that way you're ready for it and your body kind of moves there and Amazon has done a lot to prepare in advance for the future things let me ask you a question from, from the DeLonghi group In particular, because you guys are all over the world, what were some of the things specifically uh, that you've seen that you found, or or maybe even that that has brought you to where you are, and that you even see in the future coming that you're kind of preparing for to be ready for whatever that next generation is?
0: Yeah, I mean, when well, when you think about the next generation, you know, the millennials are now the the largest population in U.S. with 91 million, 18 Mm -hmm. to 34. And they're really the uh, first generation that's they're the digital natives uh they've grown oh. up with digital and technology and you know it's actually you know odd for them if they're not uh using uh digital technology so they have a very high expectation of speed and convenience and delivery and and even personalization so we've been spending a lot of time on just developing a lot more uh really high quality assets to put online, whether it's video or just descriptions and Really about telling what the solution is for the consumer uh, yeah, instead of just right. a box and a price because that yeah. that model is, is is done if you want to buy a box at a certain price, you can go in a hundred different places right uh, today retailers really need to figure out how to create an experience to get that customer out of their door yeah. and come into their store and that's that could be in in various different ways and yeah, I see a lot of retailers just trying to create you know a lot of good service items so for example bloomingdale's you know, we're we're uh, installing a lot of our fully automatic uh, espresso coffee machines in the cosmetic area. Huh. So as they're, as they're you know going through and looking at cosmetics, well, let me offer you a cappuccino, and then all of a sudden the yeah. conversation goes, "Did you know you can have this machine at home?" Yeah. So lots of things like that uh, that are going on and just trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's I'll really about mar- a 360 yeah. omni-channel approach now. Uh, the retailers, you know, even 10 years ago, you know, they had their territory. They, their 30-mile radius was their customers. Mm-hmm. And now the consumer is really, really in the driver's seat now. They have an yeah. opportunity to, to really see every retailer everywhere and also in the world. And pricing is, is much more transparent. And then they got this thing called reviews where now they rely on
1: other people <laughs> to tell them how the product works instead of the market yeah. spent. In relation to the way things have shifted, because I, I think what I hear you're saying, and when we see this a lot as far as the whole idea of not just, you know, here's a product, buy it. But really creating a story and a brand and, a, and almost a following, creating your own culture around who you are and what you do and why owning this product kind of connects with my lifestyle and what I like to do. Are you seeing that the retention, you know, client retention of, of kind of additional purchases, uh, buying more brand, buying more product from you guys in the future is actually increased because we're now creating a story and it's not just a buy, sell, walk away, come back and do it again, but you're actually creating a culture that you want, people want to be a part of. Are you seeing more retention with clients?
0: Some consumers are much more open to uh, purchasing um, non-premium brands because Mm -hmm. now they have an opportunity to rely on other people who say, you know what, I bought this product and it works great. And, uh, you know, they see that and they say, you know, 88% of consumers now believe that uh, reviews that they rely on as as if they were their friend. Uh, So they Mm -hmm. have a high uh, value on that. With that said, brands that are winning really well are the ones that are making those really personal connections. So Mm -hmm. especially the millennial group, they love to feel like they're part of a group. You know, if you've got a really strong app from a retailer and they connect in it, you've now got a personal connection. And now with the big data and and the digital... collecting information, you now have so much information on that customer that helps them steer very specific products to them, and consumers really love that. So now, you know, they're they're thinking about a coffee maker, but then the next day, they're you send them a, a, a digital uh, e-blast about, well, you know what, this particular product goes really well with that. It's called cool cappuccino glasses. So now you have this opportunity to communicate back and mm-hmm. forth with mm-hmm. consumers much more than you ever had in the past. Yeah. So it's a little bit of both. I mean, there's there's a much bigger opening for a lot of non-recognized brands to be -hmm. exposed to a, a really large group of customers. And at the same time, strong brands have an opportunity to communicate on a much more deeper level than they've ever had before. So I mean, it's an exciting time. There's a lot of changes that are going on in retail, but there's also uh, just a ton of opportunity.
1: Just being open to the change is necessary. Again, we're talking with Mike Wolf. He's the head of sales for the Delonghi the Group. And uh, Mike, it's been a great interview. I appreciate you coming on. But if people want to go check out your brand, what you guys have to offer, where's the best place they should go?
0: Yeah, you can go around to uh, DeLonghi.com, and uh, okay. we've got a strong website that kind of gives you a good overview of all the different products and, and
1: categories that we uh, that we support. Okay, so go to DeLonghi.com, check them out. And Mike, thanks so much for sharing your insight and some thoughts there. Maybe some point in time we'll have you back as you guys continue to shift and move in the marketplace and, and be a leader in your field. That sounds great. So there you have it. Remember, anytime you hear thoughts and ideas of what's going on from folks out there that are successful, press pause, write them down. And look to implement. That's very, very important. The way we move closer to success is by implementing things along the way. It's the idea of small steps repeated, which leads us to radical change and success. But again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for dialing in. And here is the challenge, as we do each and every week. And that is to challenge you, number one, to go out and do something for someone else that can do nothing in return for you. And in that process, you will be living on purpose so you can live with purpose. Thanks for dialing in. Talk to you next show.